Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. Welcome to episode three of the Lit Poetry podcast series, season one. My name is James Laidler, Australian poet and writer and your host. Today we'll be looking at a fantastic little piece of verse by American poet Jonathan Holden, titled One Ring Circus. This particular poem was published in the July 1980 edition of Poetry Magazine. Poetry Magazine is a very prestigious magazine that has been in continuous publication for over a hundred years. The magazine was notably the first to publish many famous poems from the likes of Ezra Pound, Gwendolyn Brooks and T.S. Eliot. So if you're interested in checking out this magazine, the complete archive is available free to read online at www.poetryfoundation.org. Now, before we take a listen to the poem, I must confess that I accidentally stumbled across this piece one day while looking for another poem by Sharon Olds. But when my eyes fell upon the words One Ring Circus, I just had to indulge my curiosity. There's something just so magnetic about circuses. They pull you in with their pomp and bluster. Their strange-making places, exotic and mysterious. They defy the categories we so commonly use to order our normal, standardised lives. Bearded women, sad clowns, and fire-eating jugglers. Personally, the thought of a circus wakes up the little boy lying dormant inside me, looking for adventure, and fills me with a longing to clap and yell and smile. In the word circus, I can almost taste the sweetness of the fairy floss being cyclone spun onto sticks. I can almost smell the fear of the crowd at the sight of the trapezing woman being flung through the air. And I can still recall the feeling of adrenaline coursing through my veins when the carny would lock down the steel bar of the scary carnival ride across my legs before sending me out spinning. But enough nostalgia. Let's take a listen to the poem, shall we? One Ring Circus by Jonathan Holden Something of hemp there might have been of sawdust, pulleys in that swarthy woman, picaresque in her wrestler's shoulders. Something of tendons, of pain in the taste of the drooling, toothpucked rubber bit she took in her teeth to hang by her neck, twirling midair, head yanked all the way back. When the baby elephant tusks hacksawed off for the tentative safety of cash, was ushered out. A moral might have been in the hook at the tip of the gentleman's cane. The ringmaster, like a conductor, used to collect the slack clay folds of the animal up onto the stool. A moral on which even the elephant, its eye a knot in rock, concentrated with philosophical calm. The April sun stained the patched sails of the big top. Over the din of the generator, an electric organ maintained the fanfare. You might have smelt elegy there, the idea of a brass band, tubas harumphing, spitting the sunlight, nodding yes up Main Street on Saturday morning, new paint on the wagons, their fool's gold gingerbread cornices polished, 
the horse's sides flush with the June sheen of meadows, the lions dragging the rasps in their throats. A parade is startling, brave as the tulips. None of this could happen. Though the clown in the baggy pants was too drunk to be sad, and the juggler could never quite find all the red balls at once, this was not even the circus of failures. It was no more than the world, no more than the sum of its parts. Now I want to start my discussion by making it clear that my interpretation of this poem is very much coloured by the world I find myself living in today. Indeed, I found myself reading this poem in a very prophetic light. One Ring Circus is a piece of verse that presents the reader with a stunning critique of society and its many problems. I find it amazing how this poem, some 40 years after its initial publication, so powerfully holds up a mirror to reality and shouts, Behold, this is the world we inhabit. Our world has become a circus, a carnival full of thrills, excitement, illusions, cheap actors, consumerism, exploitation, gambling, pomp and pageantry. Behind the veneer of cheer and promised dreams is a sad, broken reality of vast amounts of people living unfulfilled lives adrift in a sea of deception. In essence, I felt very moved and affected by the overall tone of the poem and the last lines in particular that read, This was not even the circus of failures. It was no more than the world, no more than the sum of its parts. With those final lines of the poem locked in my mind, I found myself rereading the poem again and again and starting to reinterpret the circus Holden was describing as an extended metaphor for the absurd, carnivalesque society in which we all live today. Perhaps back in the 1980s when the poem was written, a time of escalating corporate greed and consumerism, Holden was seeing the birth of something quite vulgar and grotesque. Jump ahead four decades and Holden's poem has the capacity to make your head spin. It's truly prophetic. But let me explain what I mean here by breaking down some of the key sections of the poem. The description of the swarthy woman in the opening made me think of female exploitation in society. The woman herself appears as a key symbol for the injustice commonly experienced by women in our world. Listen again to the words of the opening. Something of tendons of pain in the taste of the drooling, tooth-pocked rubber bit she took in her teeth to hang by her neck. Twirling midair, head yanked all the way back. Notice the word bit here, an object usually associated with a pack animal or beast of burden. Notice the reference to pain and the tooth-pocked rubber which suggests prolonged experiences of oppression and torture. 
Notice the sharp and violent T and K consonant sounds in these lines that reinforce the oppressive mood. Here the woman is twirling midair, objectified in front of the crowd to appease their fantasies and their desire to be entertained and thrilled. What's more, the reference to her head being yanked all the way back hints at domestic violence and abuse. While this poem was written back in the 1980s, clearly the shadow of female oppression is still very much with us today, perhaps manifested and intensified in the porn industry, which continues to twirl women before the hungry eyes of the masses. After the woman, we get a reference to the elephant that's put on display. The poem reads, And the baby elephant, tusks hacksawed off for the tentative safety of cash, was ushered out. A moral might have been in the hook at the tip of the gentleman's cane. The ringmaster, like a conductor, used to collect the slack clay folds of the animal up onto the stool. A moral on which even the elephant, its eye a knot of rock, concentrated with philosophical calm. Here, I couldn't help but think of the exploitation of our world and its resources to satiate our desire for pleasure and enjoyment. Even when the audience could clearly see the elephant was being mistreated, the moral impulse to do something about it fails to materialise as a response in the audience who would prefer to remain entertained. The cruelty is amplified at this point by Holden's exquisite use of hard and harsh consonant sounds such as in the word hacksword. Here, Holden seems to be showing us how humans have this amazing capacity to switch off their moral compass and to continue on as if there was no problem. Numb. In today's world, the world of global warming, for instance, this scene can be read portentously and with a sense of doom. After all, if people don't want to act on the clear, morally urgent imperative to save our planet, they are clearly in trouble. And underneath it all, Holden points to a world run on the safety of cash and the din of the generator. In other words, Holden points out that we live in a world that possesses a noisy drive for ever-increasing industry, pleasure and wealth, as referenced by the words fool's gold. Towards the end of the poem, Holden describes the clown in baggy pants who was too drunk to be sad. Metaphorically, one could argue that we, the people, embody this very clown in our own carnivalesque lifestyles. In a world that is teetering on the precipice of destruction, rather than feel the weight of our sombering reality, we turn to sources of relief to deaden the pain. And in this we are, as the poem itself puts it, just to sum up the world's failed parts. Overall, this is a captivating and disturbing poem that asks us to reflect on our place in the world 
Do we want to live in the world as though it was an amusement park? Or do we want something else? So let's finish by having one final listen to the poem. This time around, I've set the poem to a different piece of music to create a slightly different effect. This poem is read by the marvellous Lucy Freeman. For more information on lit poetry, visit our website. And if you want to support our work, remember to subscribe. To make a donation, you can click the Patreon link on our homepage. See you next time. One Ring Circus by Jonathan Holden. Something of hemp there might have been of sawdust, pulleys in that swarthy woman, picaresque in her wrestler's shoulders. Something of tendons, of pain in the taste of the drooling, tooth-pucked rubber bit she took in her teeth to hang by her neck, twirling midair, head yanked all the way back. When the baby elephant, tusks hacksawed off for the tentative safety of cash, was ushered out, a moral might have been in the hook at the tip of the gentleman's cane. The ringmaster, like a conductor, used to collect the slack clay folds of the animal up onto the stool. A moral on which even the elephant, its eye a knot in rock, concentrated with philosophical calm. The April sun stained the patched sails of the big top. Over the din of the generator, an electric organ maintained the fanfare. You might have smelt elegy there, the idea of a brass band, tubas harumphing, spitting the sunlight, nodding yes up Main Street on Saturday morning, new paint on the wagons, their fool's gold gingerbread cornices polished, the horse's sides flush with the June sheen of meadows, the lions dragging the rasps in their throats, a parade as startling, brave as the tulips. None of this could happen. Though the clown in the baggy pants was too drunk to be sad, and the juggler could never quite find all the red balls at once, this was not even the circus of failures. It was no more than the world, no more than the sum of its parts. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.